Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello there and welcome to another episode of Mysteries of the Unexplained, a paranormal investigatory podcast, where we delve into the questions that have plagued mankind since the dawn of time. Oh yeah, we're going to figure all of that out for you right here, right now. Hi, my name is Annie and this is my little cousin. I, sorry, just, I am no way related to this woman whatsoever. At all. <laughs> I've had DNA genealogy tests. I am in no way connected and in no way affiliated with her. Only for, I got stuck in a contract because I signed up to a Mariah Carey fan club and I got back a contract that was a mistake. And now here we are doing a fucking paranormal podcast for 30 seasons is what we're contracted for. I know, like, and we don't make any money and this is going absolutely nowhere. What are we doing with I our know, lives? But you, I just entertaining <laughs> you. I'm just entertaining you. I think at this stage. But I, I tried to get out of the contract, and I got a phone call, and it said, "Oh, oh, you tried to get out of the contract, do you? Yeah, you little bitch. You're going to record tomorrow, twelve o'clock. Yeah." And then people were knocking on my windows and doors all night. They've been like, "Oh, little, oh, you trying? Can't get some sleep? Oh, big podcast tomorrow." <laughs> Ooh, try to get out of your contract. Ooh. So I, I'm not doing that again. Okay, yeah, I know because you, you really need your sleep these days. Those bags beneath the eyes, I tell you, one thing are hitting your knees. You could use them to go shopping at this. Well, stage. sorry, I'm not Come the person me. that had a consultation um, about their, their eyes. So don't you dare! The neck on you made of brass brass neck Annie I just decided I just decided I'd ask a professional what are these shopping bags on my face <laughs> like, like I don't oh, even that's called old age that's called old age 
there's nothing we can do about that bitch. <laughs> um, well, it's lucky we're still doing this podcast because I tell you one thing, I wouldn't hear from a friend from one end of the fucking week to another unless they called Annie, you. Annie, I was talking to you yesterday. Such <laughs> <laughs> a liar. Yeah, I know. That's because you had a love-related problem and I'm Dr. Love and I had to fix it for you as per usual. Now, come here. We're getting way off track because I'm here to solve <laughs> paranormal shit. questions of the world. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bitches, before we get into it, we want to say hello to a few new Patreons. Um, thank you so much, lads. I know it's hard times and nobody has the penny, sure. And are any of us going to have a job in a few weeks, months? years sure me and will don't have jobs anyway create your own that's what i say so thanks so much to sarah shreve um sarah i know that i think i've chatted to you on the group and you're really sound and thanks a million and thanks for always chatting to us on our facebook page and thanks so much for being a patreon we love you thank you to forest rose which is very very mother earthly name i love it oh i presume it's not an actual real name but it could be um but it's very foresty and it's very floral forest rose i think that would be a really good uh name for a range of something forest rose are there roses who grow in the forest i don't know let's find out Thank you, Forest Rose, for being our Patreon and giving us, do you know what, lads? It's just the price of a cup of coffee or a pint. Um, And we know that you're not buying any pints for yourselves these days. So why not come over and give us the price of a pint? And we'll tell you stories that we dug up from the back end of the internet. (laughs) Now, speaking of which, I have a really interesting story for you this week. I think, unlike most other things these days, it's right up your alley. Oh. Oh, I'm intrigued now. Better be good, better be good. It is, and it comes to us from the little state of Illinois in the United States of America. I found this book online and oh, I love when they do this. Like they had the actual front cover of the book like scanned and uh, displayed to you. And it's like so super old. It was like published in uh, early 1900s. Uh, I sent you a few lines there, Will. I know that you're going to channel this individual just absolutely perfectly because it speaks of you. William vibes all over it. The following is a true narrative and as full as the facts collected from the parents and relatives of the parties named herein and observations made by the writer will warrant. Ms. Mary Laurency Vellum was born April 16, 1864 in the Midford Township, seven miles south of Watsika. In her younger years, the family moved around a little bit, but settled in Watsika, locating about 40 rods from the residence of an A.B. Roth, whose family would become very important to this story. I don't know, I think they measure things in rods those days, so I'm just going to go with it. She left 40 rods over the road. How much is a rod, Will? I don't know, but I'll shove one up your arse if you don't hurry on. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. The only acquaintance there had ever been between the two families during the season was simply one brief call of Mrs. Roth for a few minutes on Mrs. Venom, whose call was never returned, and a formal speaking acquaintance between the two gentlemen of the families. Rancy, as she was familiarly... This is such a hard word. Can you say this? Familiarly? Yeah, I can. Familiarly. (laughs) Oh, you nearly Familiarly. Hi, my name is Familiarly. Hi, you're watching Familiarly on Nickelodeon. See? Oh my god. 
<laughs> oh, Nickelodeon added to the list of companies who were coming for us. She had never been sick save a light run of measles in 1873. A few days before the following incidents took place, she turned and said to her family, There were people in my room last night and they called Rancy Rancy and I felt the breath <laughs> on my face. That's right, guys. Northumberland oh, bitches back. <laughs> and she's angry. Apparently, this young girl from Chicago is a drag queen from Northumberland. <laughs> the very next night, she arose from her bed, saying that she could not sleep, that every time she tried to sleep, persons came to her and called Rancy, Rancy to her. Her mother went to bed with her, after which she rested and slept the rest of the night. But shortly thereafter, at home with her mother one evening, the girl laid down her sewing and said to her mother, Ma, I feel bad. I feel so queer. And placing her hand on her left breast, she immediately went into what seemed like a fit, falling heavily on the floor, lying apparently dead, every muscle becoming suddenly rigid. Thus she lay for five hours. On returning to consciousness, she had said she felt very strange and queer. The next day, the rigid state returned, and passing beyond rigidity, her mind took cognizance of two states of being at the same time. Lying as if dead, she spoke freely, telling the family what persons and spirits she could see, and calling some of them by name. Among those she mentioned were her sister and a brother who had died when she was only three, describing heaven and the spirits, or angels as she called them. Sometime in September she became free from them and seemed to the family to be quite well again. But in November 1877 she was attacked with the most violent pain in her stomach. For two weeks she had the most excruciating pains. In these painful paroxysms she would double herself back until her head and her feet actually touched. Very flexible. I can touch them. <laughs> All right, I can touch me toes. She became unconscious and passed into a strange trance and, as at former times, would describe heaven and spirits often calling the angels. From this time until February she would have these trances and sometimes a seemingly real obsession from three to eight and sometimes as many 12 times a day, lasting from one to eight hours, occasionally passing into that state of ecstasy when, as Laurency, she claimed to be in heaven. Sorry, I've just got to do a little cough. <coughs> Covid. <coughs> Get out of me. Get out of me. Oh my gosh. Local doctors were perplexed. The Methodist minister in charge at Watsika wrote to the insane asylum to ascertain if the girl could be received there. Among the only people who heard of the family's plight and advised against such measures were A.B. Roth and his wife, who pleaded with the family to withhold her from the asylum until it could be better shown whether the girl was really insane or her unfortunate condition might be attributable to something else. Mr. Roth, so Mr. Roth is the guy who lived 40 rods down the road and he only knew the family to say hello to, this is what they're saying, after much persuasion, obtained the consent of the girl's father to visit her and bring with him myself, Dr. E.W. Stevens of Janesville, Wisconsin, to investigate the case. On the afternoon of January 31st, 1878, we retired to Mr. Venom's residence, a little out of the city. I was an entire stranger to the family. The girl sat near the stove, her elbows on her knees, her hands under her chin, feet curled up under the chair. 
eyes staring, looking in every way like an old hag. She sat for a time in silence until I moved. When she savagely warned me not to come any nearer, she appeared sullen and crabbed, calling her father Old Bad Dick and her mother Old Granny. She refused to be touched, even to shake hands. She was reticent and sullen with all save myself, with whom she entered freely into conversation, giving her reasons for doing so. She said, um... Oh yeah, giving her reasons for talking to me, she said that I was a spiritual doctor and I would understand her. When asked her name, she replied quickly with various names and lineages. One was Katrina Hogan and one was Willie Canning. These are the names she was coming out with. Changing from one to the other, then she launched into a series of questions of her own directed at me. What is your name? Where do you live? Are you married? How many children? How many boys? How many girls? What's your occupation? What kind of doctor? What did you come to Wasika for? Have you been to the South Pole? Have you been to the North Pole? Europe? Australia? Egypt? Do you lie? Get drunk? (laughs) Steal? Swear? (laughs) Use tobacco? Tea? Coffee? Do you go to church? Do you pray? Are you gay? Are you straight? Have you heard of the cryptid called Danny Down? <laughs> this girl was really becoming possessed. I'd be like, you better fucking sit back down in that chair and shut up. I'd be like, I'm, I'd be like, I'm after bringing this doctor the whole way from Wisconsin to see you, you little bitch. She's little bitch. I'd be like, what colour knickers do you have on, you nosy bitch? <laughs> <laughs> when the visitors arose to depart, she also arose flung up her hands and fell upon the floor straight stiff and rigid oh daddy but presently returned to Laurency Vellum herself who conversed with the grace and sweetness of an angel declaring herself to be in heaven in this condition she answered the questions so uh, the doctor asked her was there any good spirits in the room that would protect her from the bad ones and she said there is one the angel's desire should come and she wants to come. Her name is Mary Ruff. Mr. Ruff, being present, said, That is my daughter. Mary Ruff is my girl. Why, she has been in heaven for twelve years. Yes, let her come. We'll be glad to have her come. Stating further that Mary used to be the subject of conditions like herself. Have your mother bring you to my house and Mary will be likely to come along. So, just so we're following along here... This dad had lost a kid 12 years earlier and now the young Laurency from Northumberland apparently is saying that this daughter is coming through for her and that she's going to protect her from all the bad spirits. Are you following Will? Because you don't be good at this kind of thing. No Annie, I've decided to climb up a tree and lick my arm. (laughs) Yeah, I think I can grasp the concept. You're an ignorant girl Annie. You're absolutely so ignorant. I know, but it's just because they had to put you in a special room when you were trying to sit your junior cert because you kept getting distracted with the birds out the window. So I just thought that you mightn't be able to. That's okay. Continue. Continue. Now we turn to the story of Mary Roth. Mary Roth, daughter of A.D. and Anne Roth, was born in October 1846. In the spring of 1847, when about six months old, Mary was taken sick and had a fit in which she remained for several hours. After the fit, she became conscious and lay several days without the family having much hope of her recovery. 
She did recover, but as she grew in age, so did the frequency and rage of the fits, although she would sometimes be in good health until the next period approached. At these times, she would for a few days seem sad and despondent, in which mood she would sing and play the most solemn music and almost always would sing that beautiful song, We Are Coming, Sister Mary, which was a favourite with her. Will, could you give us a bar? Would you sing that song for us, Annie? Will, could you give us a bar of that song there? We are coming, Sister Mary, we are coming. (laughs) We are coming, Sister Mary, we are coming. We are outside, Sister Mary, we are outside. We got inside, Miss Sister Mary, inside. We are coming, Sister Mary. We are coming. coming. I actually haven't a clue what that song is. I presume it's some sort of religious. um, I think it's Methodist hymn, but I think you did a great version of it there. We are set for stardom, bitch. (sighs) When she was 15 years old, the violence of the fits had increased. The parents said they could see her mind was affected during the melancholy periods before these fits. She seemed to have almost a mania for bleeding herself for the relief, as she said, of the lump of pain in her head. They applied leeches. She would apply them to herself on her temples and liked them, treating them like little pets until she seemed sound and well. Oh, good. On Saturday morning, July 6th, 1864, in one of her despondent moods, she secretly took a knife with her to the backyard and cut her arm terribly, bleeding excessively, and then fainted. She remained unconscious for many hours. When she then became a raving maniac of the most violent kind, in which condition she remained five days and five nights, requiring almost constantly the services of five of the most able-bodied men to hold her on the bed. When she ceased raving, she looked and acted quite natural and well. Sorry, I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm laughing about the man trying to hold her down at the bed. Yet she seemed to know no one and could not recognise the presence of people at all. She had unnerving powers of foresight and intuition and could apparently see through walls and read unopened letters. Oh my God, the powers. Be handy. Be handy, yeah. Get the bill in the door. I got one there this morning and I looked at it and I was like, that's not for me, that's a bill, that's for Dave. See, I can see through it already. That'd be great. Although your, yeah, your post would be just like, overdue, final notice. <laughs> fucking tell Please pay. Tell You've been called for jury duties five times now. You have not responded. You, there's a warrant for your arrest. We all very... Like that, I'd say. Oh, they don't let me, they don't allow me on juries anymore. Dear Mrs. Gann, we cannot get the stains out of your underwear that you dropped into the laundry. <laughs> they are very, very powerful stains. Please come collect at your earliest convenience. They stink. <laughs> her fits increased. Her parents were advised to place her in an insane asylum. Jesus, that's everything. Just to, back in those days, fuck her in the asylum. Put her in the asylum. There's some, she's a little bit strange. Put her in the asylum. On July the 5th, 1845, she ate a hearty breakfast and soon thereafter lay down on her bed and in her usual health went to sleep. In a few minutes, she was heard to scream, as was usual on taking a fit. On approaching her bedside, they found her, fitting, and in a few moments later, she breathed her last, then passed away. Oh, poor Mary, she had an awful life. We now must return to Laurency, 
what kind of a name is Lurency? About a week after Mary took control of the body, Mrs. Roth and her daughter, Mrs. Minerva Alter, Mary's sister, hearing of this remarkable change, went to see the girl. As they came in sight, far down the street, Mary, looking out of the window, exclaimed, There comes Mama and my sister Navy. <laughs> the name by which Mary used to call her sister in girlhood. As they came into her house, she caught them around the necks, wept and cried for joy and seemed so happy to meet them. From this time on, she seemed more agitated and insisted she was frantic to go home and seemed to believe that she genuinely was the Roth's deceased daughter, Mary. Finally, some friends of the family insisted on sending her to Mr. Roth, which they reluctantly consented to do because the girl was so much trouble and care. They felt that it would be an imposition to send the girl to be cared for by strangers, but Mr. and Mrs. Roth opened their doors and their hearts to receive the unfortunate girl. Having no hope or desire for reward, they sent the girl to Mr. Roth's where she met her pa and ma and each member of the family with the most gratifying expressions of love and affection by words and embraces. On being asked how long she would stay, she said, The angels will let me stay till sometime in May. And she made it her home there for three months and ten days. A happy, contented daughter and a sister in a borrowed body. The girl now in her new home seemed perfectly happy and content, knowing every person and everything that Mary knew in her original body, 12 years to 25 years ago. Recognising and calling by name those friends and neighbours of the family from 1852 to 1865, when Mary died, calling attention to hundreds of incidents that transpired during her natural life. From day to day she appeared natural, easy, affable and industrious, attending diligently and faithfully to her household duties, assisting in the general work of the family as a faithful, prudent daughter might be supposed to do. She remembered family sayings, neighbours, quirks and household details. Her father, in a letter to a friend at the time, said, <clears throat> You know how we took the poor dear girl, Lurisy Mary. Some appreciate our motives, but the many, without investigation and without knowledge of the facts, cry out against us and against our angel girl. Some say she pretends, others say she's crazy, and we hear that some say it is the devil. Mary is perfectly happy. She recognises everybody and everything that she knew in her body twelve or more years ago. She knows nobody nor anything whatever is known by lurisy. Mr. Venom has been to see her, and also her brother Henry, at different times. But she don't know anything about them. <laughs> Mrs. Venom is still unable to come and see her daughter. She has been nothing but Mary since she has been here, and knows nothing but what Mary knew. She has entered the trance once every other day for some days. She is perfectly happy. You don't know how much comfort we take with the dear angel. That is the creepiest father I have ever encountered. It would take a volume to give the important items that have occurred. On May 7th, the day of writing the last letter, Mary called Mrs. Roth to a private room and there, in tears, told her that Laurency Venom was coming back. She seemed very sad and said she could not tell whether she was coming to stay or not. That if she thought she was coming to stay, she would want to see Nervy, 
Minerva and say goodbye. When walking with her sister, she would say, Come, Navy, put your arm around me and we will take a little walk in garden, for I cannot be with you much longer and I want to be with you every minute I can. <laughs> the angels tell me I'm going to heaven, but I don't know just when. Oh, how I wish you could live here at home with us as you used to when I was here before. <laughs> She's the butchest young girl I've ever heard. <laughs> On Sunday, May 19th, at half past four o'clock, Mr. Roth and Mary were sitting in the parlour. Henry Venom, Laurency's brother, happened to be visiting in the house. Mary had said to her father, Oh, Pa, I'm going to heaven tomorrow at eleven o'clock, and Rancy is coming back cured and going home all right. I feel sad at parting with you all, for you have treated me so kindly. You've helped me by your sympathy to cure this body and Rancy can come and inhabit it. <laughs> Rancy, Rancy! Mary left control and Laurency took full possession of her own body. In time, she returned to her family. Mother and daughter embraced and kissed each other and wept until all present shed tears of sympathy. It seemed to be the very gate of heaven. Mary's father was later to write... I met with Rancy Venom today. She called me Mr. Ruff and talked with me as a young girl would, not being acquainted. I asked her how things appeared to her, if they seemed natural. She said it seemed like a dream to her. She met her parents and brother in a very affectionate manner, hugging and kissing each one in tears of gladness. She clasped her arms around her father's neck a long time, fairly smothering him with kisses. I saw her father just now, about 11 o'clock. He says that she has been perfectly natural and seems entirely well. The meeting with her parents at home was very affecting. And now she seems to be healthy, happy, little girl going about noting things she saw before she was stricken and recognises changes that have since taken place. Laurency Vellum went on to live a normal life thereafter, married and moved states several times. She retained a blurry knowledge of her time as Mary, but rarely spoke about it, as her husband had no knowledge of the mystical side of life, and it may have been that she did not wish to upset him or cause disturbance. It is believed that she died in California somewhere near her 88th year. Fun! Oh my god! Rancy, Rancy! Very weird story. And oh, there's beautiful letters in the back of it from her sister, uh, Nervy, Minerva. Jesus, they had great names back then. And um, the letter is really sweet because it talks about her sister coming back and like that she remembered like all this mad stuff that happened when they were kids. And that like there was no way that she, that the girl down the road, a 12 year old girl, or what age was she when she got taken over? I think she was like 13, um, could have known this stuff and that she was really sad when her sister went back to her original family because she felt like she died all over again it was just so sad I don't know maybe I'm a little bit of hormonal at the moment but um I just thought it was so interesting and nobody like doctors at the time like there were of course there were like good few skeptics and stuff like that but nobody could account for the amount of stuff that she like 
that they witnessed her saying and doing. And I think um, this is a really good documented case because there were so many actual doctors involved. Like the guy who wrote this book was a doctor who treat was the doctor who came from Wisconsin to treat her. And he was a spiritualist doctor, but he was also a physician. So he was kind of like well respected. So yeah, it was really, really interesting. And I don't know why she's from Northam. She has that like really butched like uh, English accent. But maybe she channeled that as well. We don't judge, Annie. We don't judge on this podcast. I kind of thought, I kind of got the impression, though, that it was like some sort of seizures or brain tumour, like that they were having, like this was the 1800s. So I suppose they wouldn't have had the medical grounds to yeah, no. like diagnose it. No. But it does ve- definitely have those vibes. Like no? the two girls did seem like, the two girls did seem like they were having some like uh, type of epileptic fits or something like that that started when... Um, that like Mary had had them since she was a kid or whatever and then would go into weird kind of states but they said that she had weird powers before um before that she died that like they'd blind they'd blindfold her in the house and she'd just go like blindfold her by putting loads of dark material over her eyes so she definitely couldn't see and she could just go about the house and pick up tiny things and open doors and do the stairs and do all kind of things that like she freaked people out and that she was like clairvoyant and she could see things and she could to tell things that were going to happen and blah 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 but um so yeah like when she passed away and obviously when these guys heard about another girl 12 years later like another girl in the area that was having similar fits of course I suppose they were interested so maybe there was some kind of conflict of interest that way like that maybe they wanted to help that family I like that they wanted to do something for her. maybe they took this child in um, and maybe the story about her being Mary kind of grew up out of that. That's the only thing that I can really think that maybe they took the child for a few a few months to try and help out the family. Because sure, what happened back then is that you were just thrown into an institution when these things happened. Mm, yeah, it's very odd. What gives it so much strength is just how much documentation there is about it and uh, how many thing like how many people met her and said that she, even though she didn't look like Mary, she was the image of her in every way and that she used to sometimes go in and out of Mary's personality and then Laurency's personality. And then I think it's kind of mad that Laurency just, at that part of her life was just kind of over and it seemed like they didn't really talk about it anymore. And um, she just went off and lived her life then normally and didn't really like she could she she was kind of blurry about what had happened back then. She used to talk about Mary sometimes, I think, but she never really it's it's as if she didn't really uh, understand like what had happened, even though she visited with her mother and father, but she treated them like strangers. She was introduced to them. Mm. even though they were her parents like she was introduced to them they came to when she was living as Mary they came to the house and they were like this is Mr and Mrs Venom and she was like hello sir hello ma'am they were her parents very peculiar is going on so I think that one of us is definitely going to be entered like into this spirit is going to enter us over the next few weeks I just feel like we've drawn Rancy down upon us Rancy Rancy's gonna get you. Your firstborn shall be called Rancy. And you are Rancy. <laughs> 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. <laughs> now, bitches, hold on to your knickers because we all know what time of the week it is. <laughs> Ask Willie anything. Hi, Will. Hello, how are you? <laughs> Hello, and how are you? And well, this week we had some great help for our little group at our Facebook page, which is Mysteries of the Unexplained. And I want to say thanks to the guys for for answering our holla. We had a holla, and people answered us. And here are some questions that have they probably wanted me to answer. But seeing as it's your week, I suppose I'm gonna have to throw a few over your way. Let me get in here now. Let me get in here now. Let me pick up my phone. Mm. Not prepared, sloppy. Denise, who is a regular, hi Denise Gallagher, is a regular poster. Thanks so much for always being on our there to holler back at us, Denise. If you had to marry one of the creepy oaks. <laughs> She's definitely from our part of the country. She says yokes. Um, from one of the episode, whomst would it be? Oh, you're so fancy with your whomst. Whomst yourself. Whomst would it be and why? This is a very good question. And thank you so much for sending in your question. Now, I think that it would be, in fact, 
Brian the reptilian because Brian apparently <laughs> from the, from that woman was very good in bed and he would pleasure you and you'd be absolutely delighted with your life so I think it would have to be Brian um, yeah I'm nearly sure and he'd have his weapon number or whatever <laughs> Oh, and you'd be like, Brian, you can use your weapon number three on me any day of the week. Don't well, be I smutty, suppose. Annie. Doesn't suit you. Doesn't suit your personality type <laughs> like to be smutty like that, to be honest with you. Ruth Newcomb, who is a newcomer to our group. Did you see what I did there? See what I did there? <laughs> have any members, ooh, good one. Have any members of your family experienced anything paranormal? And do they believe... Um, I don't really think that they have, to be honest with you. Sorry to disappoint you. Thanks for your question. Um, do they believe? Yeah, I think they, they they probably do believe in like the paranormal afterlife. I don't think any of them doesn't believe in God and stuff. So therefore, I think they do believe in spirits and stuff like that. I think. Yeah. What about you, actually? weird like that like if they did they probably wouldn't say I'd say they do have a belief yeah I'd say they do have a belief um uh my brother was in a coma once he's cool now everything's good and he said that he saw mad stuff like and I like he was like yeah he said he saw mad stuff and I was like what like what was it like tell me and he was like no I was like you little fuck (laughs) he never actually said but um, yeah, he just didn't. He was really quite like that. He just didn't he never really tell me. But he was like, "There's mad stuff out there." I was like, "What the fuck?" Um, and then I I don't know, what but he mean? is really so vague, vague like that. So make of it what you will. Um, oh, we got so many good questions. I want to ask you another one. Um, Ruth asked if they have, would they be willing to share it on the podcast? Well, I can tell you, he wouldn't. He's a man of few words. And um, but. Oh, that might be a little one to look into, Will. Natalie asked, Hi Natalie, if you got to choose a celebrity couple or a single celeb to be your parents, who would it be? <laughs> that was such a good question. Oh my God, my belly just rumbled so loud there right now and that you if you heard it on the podcast, on it's... No, I didn't. My, oh, my belly's playing up star- again. Oh, quiet, I'm Mr. Star- belly. Starving. Meanwhile, she's I'm after starving. blowing the couch out of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Celebrity parents and why? Um, like, Will, who would you want to be your daddy? That's what she's asking you. That's what Natalie is asking. Who, no, who that's does, not the question who at do, all. Who does Will want to be his daddy? Daddy. <laughs> do you want to think about it till next week, Will? No, because it's your week next week, you stupid bitch. So it'll be two weeks' time. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, want to, do you want to forget about Niall answer that well, do you? Huh? Um, no, i just going to run out of tape Excuse here. me. Sorry your story went on until <laughs> the end of time and now you're trying to wrap it up, is it? And cutting my segment short. I'll kill you, Annie. I'll kill you. <laughs> I don't want my parents to be Elon Musk and, and Grimes because... I think, like, for starters, you'd have, like, you'd be always, like, inspired. Uh, you'd be never short of money. Uh, they'd always be coming up with cool things. And you'd be able to be like, my father was the first man to send people to Mars. Hopefully. 
and and so continues my Elon Musk infatuation. I think um, is what you call it. Infatuation, yeah, 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 yeah. I hate that man. I think he's so arrogant and out of touch. Okay, but that makes sense. Oh makes sense that you like him. Beep, 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 beep. Wait now, wait now. No, no, no. Turn off the channel for a second. It's a news flash. You can't turn off the news flash. It's breaking news. No, 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 no. The clue is in the name. It's breaking news. I can't get my fucking. I can't get my tongue on my computer. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Airport staff notices man walking strangely. Well. Excuse me, I'd like you to stop, please. Excuse me. Jealousy rears its ugly head and it's queer fucking ugly. What? Jealousy? What with your new segment? You stopped me just for that, for that weak ass statement. Oh, I fuck off when now, you can just fuck off. Airport staff notices man walking strangely, then finds over two pounds of gold in his rectum. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Jesus. Breaking news. That's I actually, fucking stopped. I actually... <laughs> I actually thought you'd hung up on me for a minute. <laughs> While having a weird walk isn't illegal, transporting gold from Dubai to India without paying the 18% tax certainly is. Unfortunately for one airline passenger, staff noticed his odd walk at India's Kanur International Airport on Tuesday and found two pools of... I found two pounds of gold stuffed in his ass. According to Lad Bible, the Indian man had just arrived from Dubai on Go Air flight, blah, blah, blah. With the hefty tax awaiting him in Canner, it appeared that as though he had taken desperate measures to avoid paying his due. After the air intelligence unit took over, this suspicion was confirmed. According to the New York Post, they discovered 972 grams of flattened pieces of gold worth an estimated total of $60,000 in his rectum. Another passenger on the same flight was caught with nearly twice as much, though it is unclear whether they went through similar methods of concealment. They seized gold and compound from a passenger who who arrived on Dubai flight G84013, customs officials write on Twitter, the gold was concealed in the rectum. He had a gold butt. Boop 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 Well, it's handy your way to hold to carry your money. The, oh my god, I have pictures of this gold, lads. It's not small. No, it, thank you, Annie. We don't want to look like someone's rectum with their gold. <laughs> No thanks. Sorry, I think I'm speaking for everybody when we say we don't want to see gold that was in someone's <laughs> bum. I'm sorry, Annie. Wait, now, I don't know what kind of fetish you have, Annie, but we're not into if, that. Uh, if I was to give you that gold, you'd be like, oh, no, 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 thank you. I'd be like, give it to me, bitch. I'd grand. Give it to me. <laughs> yeah, but you're greedy. <laughs> you're like a glitchy greedy you're like 1% away from being a robber. Like. It's in you. I've seen the glint in your eye. I've also seen you taking stuff out of my handbag before. They're tampons. You had steal you had steal stole you'd stolen them on me because you're taking baby. My handbag is now gone. You don't even need. So you're saying you that mess up. You're saying, you know what, well, you know what? Your your arse is so big that these would have fallen out of your arse anyway. You would have been like walking through the airport, clink, 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 clink on the ground. Wouldn't have been even able to hold it in. 
because well I think today's episode has told us and um, we do have video evidence or audio evidence as well that you're loosey goosey with your farts so you would need to hold them in and you'd probably fart out the fucking it'll be like you'd be like oh my stomach oh that's just my little tummy making noise and then meanwhile you'd walk on by and you're you're like your arse would be hanging round around your knee because you'd have a big fucking lump of gold like in your knickers swinging currently <laughs> currently saving the picture of the gold going to put it up on the Facebook group thank you because some people do care about riches bitch <laughs> and now listen this is I've had enough of this why don't you just get in your little space car and go up to space and circumvent <laughs> the earth because that's a really useful thing to do Elon Musk that is just oh aren't you just oh, so inventive and amazing fucking throwing like throwing trash don't up in space what a fucking like arsehole that. call your child like t- numbers and letters and then he's a binary code for blah 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 call him Bob don't call the child my Bob name like that and my father just give the child a normal name what's wrong with you I do like Grimes so, so I just think that she's just been led down the garden path. Oh, oh my um, God. That's all we have for this. <laughs> that's all we have for this week. I really hope you enjoy it. It's just been a mishmash of um, butt gold and um, possessed girls and farts and um, Will just being a general all round cunt. <laughs> but sure, listen, I'm, that's a word I can say. I can say it. It's my podcast. We've no sponsors. Oh. So we can say whatever the fuck we want. And I will say thank you for listening and join us next week when we delve into more mysteries. Normal transmission will remo- re- will resume next week, guys. Sorry about this shitty gold episode. Join us next week <laughs> for more mysteries of the unexplained. I am going to rave you around the place after this. I'm getting in the car. I'm coming up. I'm going. I'm going. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.